This is the Three Skeevers Podcast. All right, episode 20 of the Three Skeevers Podcast with Grim from Grim's Forge Gaming and myself, Icy, with Icy Fire Gaming. How are you doing, Grim? Good. How are you? Pretty good. I am excited to say that I got my courtyard to the gardener house finally completed. I'll say it's the best 750,000 gold I ever spent. So, uh, you know, you saw it, Grim. What did you think about it? I think that it looks amazing, um, and the running joke is they don't call you Money Bucks Icy. The women don't call you Money Bucks Icy for nothing. Yeah, but some of the guys do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got a special guest today. He's, uh, you know, I'm just gonna say it. Kev, do how you doing, man? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. What do we got on the docket today, Grim? Um. So I guess the first thing is, do, do we have any uh, icy anecdotals to today? Do you have anything you want to add before we dive into Kev do it? I guess I've, in terms of mythic farming, I've got my snow treaders, my ring of wild hunt, and my torque of tonal. And I just found out last week that when you're in the antiquity like dig site, you can actually have your scrying thing quick slotted and then just activate it while you're in the dig site and it'll tell you exactly where the the chest is located or the dig site's located so i've just kind of found out about that and been running around the whole dig site areas looking for these chests on my own the whole time and yeah so just a just a little tip for anybody who just found out yeah that's smart just uh quick slot the what the scrying board or whatever it is and it'll point you right to it otherwise like you were doing you're literally running around the dig site just looking for some glowing dirt piles and hoping that's it right yeah and i can't believe that once i found out about it dude it makes it so easy to look for these dig sites it's insane yeah so have you had uh, had an opportunity to get any mythics yet kev do it i know that you you've got so many projects going on from valheim to fallout 76 cyberpunk 2077 hitman 3 fallout the frontier wolfenstein grand theft auto i'm like you're you're busy busy man have you had a chance to get any mythics in the game i haven't i really really want to try for it though it looks awesome yeah i mean uh malakas ban would give you unlimited power i know that's what i've heard i'm like dang i gotta get back to that <laughs> um so let's talk about when did you start creating content and was ESO like the first thing you started creating content? Can you tell us like when that was, you were like, you know what? I want to make videos on YouTube. That, so that would probably go back to the beginning of 2012, I think. And it wasn't even gaming. I, uh, Lindsay Sterling, that, that, you know, dancing violinist, she, uh, she kind of inspired me to like, sit down, play piano, and then and then go on to YouTube and then post my music, right? Because I was writing songs and stuff. That obviously went absolutely nowhere. And very soon after I started doing YouTube, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was awful, um, I started to notice how much gaming was picking up, uh, specifically by a creator named Tobuscus, who was just this hilarious guy. Um, and so I'm like, I'm going to try doing some gaming content and see where that goes. And so Minecraft at the time was huge, and that would have been around 2012, October-ish, or actually September 3rd, I made my gaming channel. And then it was just all Minecraft content for pretty much, pretty much three and a half years. 
I just, you know, it was the worst content I probably could have made. It was super sloppy, but uh, it kind of taught me how to make content and, you know, consistency and you got to do it even if the going's tough. And uh, and then, yeah, it would have been like end of what, 2015 or maybe tw beginning of 2015 when ESO beta kind of was like, I think it was kind of going into the full launch of the game. I decided, oh, I'll hop into that right before the subscription of the game ended and it went sub-free. That's around the time I jumped into ESO. And then, yeah, it was insane. Like, it just kind of took off like wildfire. Yeah, your presentation and the the way you approach your videos is just so unique and uh, really, really fun. It makes you want to jump into the game and play. So I wanted to tip my hat to you on that. I, I love your content. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think that is pretty cool, though, that Lindsey Sterling was uh, one of your inspirations because, like, I have my Pandora playing all the time, and one of the stations that I listen to, like, her music is always playing all the time. So I thought that was pretty uh, interesting that you mentioned her name. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was crazy. She was she was super popular back then. I just remember everybody, you know, everybody at school was always talking about Lindsey Sterling, this crazy dancing violinist, and then everybody wanted to, to do YouTube and after that point, so... Yeah, it's crazy. So, were you doing? You were doing the piano, but were you doing dancing piano? <laughs> I, I I tried, but the, the piano just wouldn't you know move with me. I tried to you know strap it over my shoulders, but no. <laughs> it was uh it was the most generic videos you'd ever seen. I put my camera on the side of the piano. That that gorgeous ringing and tinging sound would hit the you know the audio, and it would just sounded terrible. It was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I see these videos on YouTube of like the piano shops that have the piano sitting out in the, you know, like in the mall or whatever. Yeah. And somebody comes up and just starts ripping on it. That's you, man. You should just walk up and just start, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, set your hat out on the ground too. Let everybody <laughs> fill it up. <laughs> that's that's the future, man. That's yeah. what I'm working towards. Yeah. Um, goals. You know, you said something with uh, the content creating um, that I thought was pretty important. And it was like, you look back at your starting videos and you're like, they were crap or whatever, you know, they weren't very good. But the most important thing is that you just got started. Hmm. You know, you just go, you start and you figure those things out along the way, just get started. And a lot of people always think that, well, I'll get started after I do this or after I do that or I learn this or I'm going to study this a little bit more. Just get started. Just start yeah. going and you'll figure it out along the way. Yeah. So look where you're at right now, you know, over what, 400, almost 500,000 subs. And you've got videos with 1.1 million views, almost 2 million views on some of your videos. So you're just it's so impressive and all because you just got started you know oh, it's crazy man yeah so eso i guess um minecraft would have been your first game was eso your second game or were there games in between like um i noticed you have so many different games i'm interested to see how that affects your algorithm too as far as youtube they they're probably so confused on you know how do we uh, send this out? But it seems to be working. But uh, what other games right now do you can you think off the top of your head, or did I pretty much hit the list of them? So way back when, kind of before ESO, I was just playing 
pretty much any new game that would come out. So like Minecraft was the the main thing, right? Because that's where people found that fame and fortune. That was the gold mine. But you know, uh, I believe Far Cry Four came out. Uh, Watch Dogs came out. Oh man. I can't even, maybe GTA 5 or GTA Online. Like, just, like, a couple games here and there that I'm like, oh, this game is doing well. So I'd, like, I'd jump on that and make a couple videos. And my Far Cry 4 videos, actually, for my channel size, they did pretty well. Some of them got, like, 10,000. One of them got, like, I think it was, like, 60,000 views or something. It was something unreal. And I was just, it was blowing my mind back in the day. But, uh, yeah, when I started ESO, it was pretty much only ESO for, like, three or four years and then every time i would try to do something else it would just utterly fail so i'd, I'd always fall back to eso as kind of like my cushion and then uh nowadays yeah like you said it's just, it's just everything you know the algorithm hates me but for some reason it's it's doing okay yeah i think it's impressive to have all these different games and youtube it's working what you know just keep it up it's working um i I have it a little bit farther down on my list, but while we're talking about content creating, we were talking about this just before we went on air, but you do every aspect of your content creating from editing to thumbnails to everything. You handle everything right now? I do indeed, yep. <laughs> that is so impressive. So impressive because like I said earlier, I don't even do a tenth of the editing that you do for your videos and it's so... It's so cool and time consuming, you know? So yeah. how much time does it take you to do like one? Um, it depends on the video for sure. Like those cyberpunk, uh, the grenade, uh, beating the game with the grenades and the, the, the psychopath ones. Psychopath took me about a hundred hours to record, edit, start to finish. And then the grenade one took me about 55 hours from recording, you know, editing, start to finish. So those ones are like, those are behemoths of videos, and those are the ones that's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go all out whether or not this gets views or not. Um, and then some videos will take, I think the shortest amount of time I'd put into a video would be like 15 hours of like editing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Can I can I just say so I was when I was watching that psychopath cyberpunk one, I I think I was probably three, four minutes into it, and I said, God damn, dude, this guy's editor is freaking insane. With like just, and I thought, how was he even putting this bit, this video together? Does he just like script it out, or does like the editor provide everything for him and this and that and then whatever? <laughs> and then I know we spoke about it briefly, and then you just say that, oh no, I do it all myself. And I was just like blown away, dude. Like that is freaking <laughs> top notch, man. Like editing skills right there, dude. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So, do you go into it with a storyboard? What's the thought process on that? Are you literally like, you just write down on a on a piece of paper you're like you know what let's beat this game with no armor and hand grenades and see what happens and then you storyboard the rest of it out and edit it how's that work could you give us a like a day in the life of creating that video the grenades yeah yeah so for that one uh what i will do is i'm i'm very much a fly by the seat of my pants sort of guy like i i do my best writing like in my own mind at night when I'm tired, exhausted, I'm on my fifth cup of coffee and I have no idea what I'm writing down. I literally will record the whole game. So the, the whole recording that was about the grenade was about 20, 20 hours of footage, I believe. So I had to like, I had to cipher through like 20 hours of this, like, okay, what do I want? That's going to make this video not super boring or long. And then when I had all the footage, so I get it down to about an hour and a half from 20 and then 
and then I'll script that whole hour and a half and then I'll put it all in. So then I'll record all the audio. Uh, and, and that way, like, it's almost like fresh ideas. Uh, so I see what happens. I can script out, you know, oh, this would be funny here. So I'll pop that joke in there and then I'll audio record the whole thing, put it in there, edit all of that. And then I'll be like, okay, so what are my least favorite parts? And then I'll edit all of them out and try to get the video as short as I possibly can, but not take away from, you know, the challenge or the important parts of the video. So it's like, it's very, um, you know, procedural and progressive. Like I really have to, uh, you know, think through, okay, what do I do to not waste time on this? Cause it's already going to take a lot of time. And then usually it's the scripting that takes the longest out of all of it. It's just a very long process. How, how necessary do you think the scripting is? Oh, it is, it is, you know, it's the vital ticket, right? Like without, without a script that's, uh, you know, impactful, nobody's going to really want to watch the video or it'll, it'll end up just meshing together with other videos, right? Like it has to be so personable. It has to be so, you know, precise and the jokes have to hit, right? Like I have jokes started at the beginning of the video that only, you know, make their punchline five to 10 minutes later. And it, it needs to be very like well thought out. So it, it's a long process to be fair. And half the time I'm like, I don't know if this is even funny. It's funny to me, but I don't know if anybody else will think it's funny. So it's like very, you know, hit and miss with jokes and stuff, but super necessary. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm high-fiving you in the air right now because well, <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well done. Um, one of the things that we were looking at too, I think everyone needs to know this as far as your accomplishments in Elder Scrolls or ESO is you're one of the only people to ever survive a duel against Deltia and Cypher PK. Oh, and you fought yeah. them both at the yeah. same time. I did. That was, uh, that was quite the fight to remember for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolute legend. So I'm surprised that they haven't erected like a... Uh, statue or a memorial in you know at that site oh where yeah i'm yeah i'm very surprised that you know i i really feel i'm deserving of the <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so all these different games are you you said you like to fly by the seat of your pants are you sitting down with a list of games in front of you that you want to play and you're like you know what, I'm going to go through on my very first playthrough on this as I'm figuring things out, and let's just record and see what happens. Or do you play it through and then figure out some things, figure out the angles and how you'd like to package it, and then go back and revisit it? How's that work? So with a lot of those videos, um, yeah, it's basically, like, take for example the Volheim video. That was like my first, you know, couple of hours of experiencing the game. So I just, you know, recorded that, edited it down, and then... Uh, went from there, so I knew nothing. But if there's a game that I'm playing and I'm I'm starting to play it and I'm recording it and I'm like, you know what, this video would be way funnier if I went back with the knowledge I know now and then did some things differently. So sometimes, you know, I'll have like four hours of recording. I'll just toss it in the trash bin, start from the beginning, and then not really script it, but just do things uh, differently. And that'll sometimes like. I really want to make sure I'm putting the effort into these the videos uh, for them to be funny because if you know if it's just kind of like uh, I'm just gonna record whatever comes up and then you know just kind of make uh, an okay video, um, I feel like I'm not really you know working my hardest and really you know taking advantage of the opportunity I've been given to do this. So I really try to you know 
pinpoint those important parts. And then, yeah, if, if I have to go back and redo stuff or, yeah, it's, it's all good with me. Yeah, I remember like in that um, basically Valheim video, you were like laughing and you said, you know, at the beginning they gave had a disclaimer or something and it said, watch out for falling trees. And you're like, well, at this point, the only way I've died in the game is from falling trees. So there's that, you know. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So. Um, oh, real, real quick on Valheim. So what do you think about it? Because I, I honestly just found out about it earlier this week and a buddy was showing me the game and stuff. And it's kind of like, like Minecraft, but with like a Viking spin on it, that type yeah. of thing. And it oh. seems like incredibly uh, reliant on, like, to build a house, you probably need to actually know how to build a house in real life, that type <laughs> of thing. So the game is, I, I can describe it nothing else than, a, like, a phenomenon, honestly. It is, like, there's five guys made this. And I, I'm almost in disbelief, because for an early access game to come out, uh, usually, you know, when you see early access, you're like, okay, I'm going into a minefield here, like, everything's gonna go wrong. This game is so, it's almost a perfect video game. I don't know how to describe, like, if you like survival and, like, Zelda or Skyrim, you can play this game in so many different ways with so many different outcomes. And, and the worlds, like, they're all procedurally generated. So then they're massive. They're absolutely ludicrously massive. And it's, you know, you, you chart your own maps, you place your pinpoints, and you, you have to, you know, learn about how to do everything. And there's some content that's, like, gate-kept by, okay, if I don't, like, kill this boss, I can't get my pickaxe. So I gotta, you know, focus that if I want to get further in the game. They've done such an amazing job with it. Like, it is unbelievably good. Damn. Yeah. Recommend 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. We... Uh, we have a, a PvP guild, or we're in a PvP guild, and everybody is definitely on the Valheim um, train right now. They're loving it. They have a thread in their Discord, and um, working together as a team or a community, it, it looks like it's pretty cool. I just haven't looked at the game yet, so outside of watching your video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's such a good game. Did you go to school for any of the stuff you've that you are using for your content creating right now? Did you have any type of pre-existing anything or did you learn everything on the fly yeah i just kind of picked stuff up and <laughs> filled around with it that's awesome that is awesome and then to you know get to where you're 500,000 subscribers on youtube that's amazing so <laughs> crazy yeah what do you have plans um right now or are you just kind of living day by day you know pick up the next game and let's put something funny together what what's the plans for the future oh man uh you were mentioning before like if i had like you know schedules and like planning out videos and stuff and if it weren't for my wife i would just be <laughs> i just have absolutely no plan what i'm doing but we sat down and we kind of like started to organize okay like let's actually get on a you know get on a bit of a uh you know track here so that we can push for more content and, and try to stay more on focus to get more videos out um and yeah like for sure when new games come out i try to jump into them and if i'm like oh yeah this was a lot of fun or this was just ridiculous i'll try to make it content like in some way shape or form but um for the most part volheim is is looking pretty promising for content and uh 76 back to eso you know any plans for the future is just to i, I try to up my game with every video i make and just see see how much i can you know put into them and and where they can go so it's just kind of 
you know, waiting for the train to come by and see see which one I want to catch and then ride that for a while, see where it goes. It's very um, up in the air for the most part. I think that works really well for you because most of the people aren't necessarily there um, for the, the content on the game, the particular game. Uh, most of the people are there for your content, like what you're bringing to that game, right? Your delivery, um, your experience. And so that's the thing I noticed. Like for me, I could watch you and it didn't matter which game you were playing. It's hilarious. So Thank I, I think that's the thing. Um, I'm giving your wife a high five too. It's very cool that she supports you and what you're doing and helps you. Um, it definitely takes a village to accomplish really cool things. So um, props to her. Yeah, she's the best. She's uh, she's the the organized one. She understands all that stuff. I am, <laughs> I'm so bad with that. I uh, if yeah, I know if uh, if she wasn't helping me schedule stuff, I would probably get so far behind in so many of my uh, my projects. I noticed. Um, so like going back to ESO. Um, well, number one, there's a big update coming, and like the champion point systems getting changed, and. A lot of different changes are coming up. Maybe, maybe you could come back to ESO and do some uh, champion point and new build videos. I noticed those were some of your most watched uh, videos for ESO. Does that interest you? It does. Um, the thing is, so like when I was doing the build videos on YouTube, they actually did surprisingly well. I wasn't expecting people to want to watch the build videos in particular because I made very. Um, they were good. They weren't the best. They weren't the worst. They were just kind of my personal fun. And a lot of people enjoyed them, I think, for the humor aspect. But to come back and redo, you know, some builds or, or dabble with the new stuff coming out, it interests me. I think, though, like, with the, I made a website, like, a year or two ago, and I started uploading stuff to there. And things would do way better on the website. I don't know if people just like the written stuff down. And I would still write humor into my tutorials. Like, I can't live without the humor. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting to see that people were so much more prone to go to the website than they were to my videos. And if I was to dabble around with new builds, it might be on the website again for sure. And then what I would do is on YouTube, I would have me just going ham on stuff with the build and just have it, like, you know, hilarious and then link back to the build on the site. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe something like that. I think that's the perfect recipe because I get a lot of people that ask me for written guides on the build simply for the fact that, and here's what they say, this is straight from them, I can't watch the video and do the build in game at the same time. Do you have a written version of this build? Yeah. And so that's probably why you got more traffic for the actual build content on the website. Just that my makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you had mentioned, um, could you link me that content creator that you really liked back in the day? I'm interested to kind of see his delivery and pitch. Um, are there ever other favorite content creators like across all the different games that you really like right now? Oh yeah. Uh, there's one guy in particular. He is, I, I think that his humor and comedic timing, everything about him is just one step above anybody else. And his name is Jerma. Um, He's been streaming on Twitch, and all of a sudden his Twitch has been taking off. What, I was watching him play this game yesterday. Uh, Chocolate Tear, or Chocolate Tear or something. It was, it's just like this, this old game uh, in, a, in a, not a full screen, but widescreen mode. And, you know, it's just a point-and-click adventure where you, you make chocolate and you sell it. Kind of like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And, I mean, like, nobody else on Twitch is streaming this. But he's got 11,000 people watching him, and he is the 
funniest guy. He just turns every situation into such a... I guess his audience calls it lore. It's his lore. But um, it's just every situation is such an entertaining moment with when you're watching him. And yeah, no, he is... He is probably the guy right now that when I'm watching him, I'm like, oh man, like I want to take his joke so bad. Obviously, I'm not going to, but he is super, super funny and just inspires me to really push the boundaries of uh of like my own, you know, jokes and stuff like that. He's uh yeah, he's pretty cool. That's awesome. I, I'll have to check him out. I want to get a link to him at some point from you just so I can see him. Yeah, cool. Yeah, sounds good. And what's that guy's name again? Uh his name is Jerma, Jerma985. Germ, okay, yeah, because uh, just listening to you, uh, like, uh, talk about him, like, okay, this guy sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check him out, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's a funny guy. <laughs> Is there anything with ESO, like, are there any changes to ESO in your time that you stop back in and kind of revisit the game? Is there anything that could be done in ESO that would help help you uh, create content for them? Like, what's your thoughts on ESO when you come in? Um, so when they, when they brought that new arena into the game, um, I was super, super hyped because I loved Maelstrom Arena. Like, I love that solo experience. And I, I mean, I love it and I hate it. I hate it to death. Like, stupid arena. But it's so fun. And the new arena was a lot of fun. And when I came back into the game, uh, I literally hadn't played for months and months and months seriously on edge. Like, like it was ridiculous how long it had been since I played. And I just decided, I'm just going to go in with whatever gear I've got, whatever skills I got, I'm just going to do this thing. And I'm pretty sure it was on normal. And I made a joke at the end of the video because I didn't think it was on normal. I thought it was on vet. And I'm like, oh, this is easy. And then I get to the end of it, I'm like, oh, that was normal. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, are you serious? That's normal? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think I know which video you're talking about because I think Grim yeah. linked it to me uh, like a couple of months ago. And I think I saw like the like the end game timer or something like somewhere throughout the video. It was like three hours. Oh, yeah. I was just was... like, no way, dude. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was so fun. It was such a good time. And, you know, the thing is when it, you know, coming from like a content creator's like perspective, especially over the past couple of years where my my content has drastically shifted, especially with Fallout 76, from anything tutorial-wise. I don't think I've done a tutorial on YouTube since week one of Fallout 76, and the tutorial did so horrendously bad that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do goofy stuff and teach people through, uh, like, you know, just me playing. And I'll just throw little tidbits in there of what I'm doing and see how that does. Um, And so when I think about ESO and, you know, how... I was pretty much only making tutorials on that game, uh, but when I go back now, I like to just goof around in the new content and just see what I can, see in the ways I can screw around, you know? Like, just what, what can I do to make hilarious content, just goofing off and exploring this new stuff? And that's why the, the arena was so good to me, um, and why the Oblivion DLC coming out is, is just like super, it's just super gripping on me right now. I'm like, I really want to jump into that and see what I can do. So it's it's a lot of the content now, um, not even like balances or anything anymore. Maybe if there was like a weapon that was like ridiculously overpowered, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to abuse the heck out of that. Um, then I would go back in. But like, it's all that new content, that fresh stuff that really, you know, challenges you. It makes you just angry to no end, but in a good way. That's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. I would, I would love to see you do an antiquities um, video, something kind of showcasing that process um oh yeah 
and drawing light to it. Oh, I think it would be hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It would be pretty funny, but, okay. um, but the thing no, about, I, I guess that's it. Grandma's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> Ask, you throw it out there in the universe and you know, good things happen. So <laughs> the thing about it is a lot of people look at the whole process as a whole, like a grind and very boring. But I have a feeling that you could package it and deliver it to us like, this is the newest, greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be awesome. So, um, so have you tried the new, there's a new dungeon, Vatashran Hollows, a solo arena, solo arena, not a dungeon, but a solo arena. Have you tried that? That, I believe, is the one that I made the video on. That was the one that was just like, just making me so angry, but in a good way. Oh, right, 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 right. That's right. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Deltia just went through it. Had, um, for the first time, didn't have any of the mechanics or anything. Just jumped right in. And it was yeah. an eye-opening experience for him as well. So Yeah, that was... <laughs> I know there's so much new stuff going on. Stuff I'd never seen in the game before in any other dungeon. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so screwed. <laughs> Do you keep do you keep in touch with um, previous content creators or like uh, earlier? Um, do devs from the games contact you? Like, do you network at all, or you just kind of do your thing? Um, I try my best to keep in contact with the people that you know, like in the YouTube space and and Twitch space. You you meet some people that are just genuinely good people, right? And you want to keep in touch with them and sometimes it's very difficult like there are some people that are like just awesome awesome people but i haven't been able to talk to them in like the past like couple months just because they're so busy i'm so busy and it kind of sucks but um yeah i i do try to keep in uh, contact with uh even a couple folks from the eso community and the eso days they're always hopping in my streams and if you know if i'm like working on a video late at night and i'm like i just need a twitch stream sometimes i'll hop into some twitch streams that are just eso streamers just because uh it's kind of like one of those games you can just watch, but you don't have to be, like, so focused on watching that, you know, you can't do something else. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting to see, like, there's a couple people that we all, you know, talk and chat and send messages back and forth. But, uh, yeah, it can be a little bit difficult at time to keep up with everybody. Yeah, I would imagine. Everybody's schedule and everything. Um... I have to say, we had talked about this earlier, and I probably missed my chance to talk about it, but you're Wolfenstein. Um, you force yourself to play Vol Wolfenstein VR. Yeah. There's a point in that you're recording where the game's going on, there's people fighting or whatever, and you notice that there's a toy dog sitting on the... And you pick up the toy dog, and then you notice there's a little toy guy, and then you're, like, playing <laughs> with them, making them fight. And I was laughing so hard uh, during that <laughs> moment. It's just funny how you're looking around. And uh, even to the point where you pick up the needle, like, there's all these things. You're supposed to construct something, and you're like... Pfft. Who needs this? And you throw this part away and you grab the needle, <laughs> stick it in yourself. You're like, how does that work? It's just hilarious watching you fiddle around in those games. <laughs> yeah, those those games are um you know what? VR might be where I can really peak with content because there's so much you can't do as a content creator when you're just playing a video game, right? Because like uh and there's a story you know about that a little bit more so like people can you know, take your footage and then just, you could just slap your voice on it and, and pretend like it's your footage, right? Like there's that, not that, um, that incredible amount of interaction that makes it a very uh, personal video to your channel and the VR stuff. 
it, it kind of breaks down that border and you're able to like, like I try to go on camera as much as I can, especially when I'm streaming, but people see me, you know, picking up the toys and oh, you, I hate you, bang. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of stuff that you can do in VR that you can't really always do in, in other games. And it's, it's almost like a whole new level of content and it's, it's a whole new level of fun. Yeah, that that uh, definitely had me LOLing. <laughs> it was pretty darn funny. Yeah, how's the um, how's VR in general? Because uh, when I was watching the Wolfenstein one, I, I felt like myself like, oh man, this looks like I'd be getting like dizzy real quick doing this kind of thing. How how like is it? Um, do you get like any nausea or anything? Just like trying to keep up with the camera and stuff. Oh yeah, um, it depends on the game. Uh, surprisingly enough. Wolfenstein VR is one of the most optimized VR games I've ever played. It was actually so smooth. I think it's a different experience, obviously, when you're in it versus watching it. But it was so smooth. Like, I didn't even get sick at all. Uh, and that was the same with Half-Life Alex, which is my favorite VR game. It's the most incredible VR experience you can have. You don't get sick. I think I played it for nine hours straight, and I didn't even, like, feel it. But Doom VR, I... No, that was bad. I was... I think I played it for two maybe three hours i stopped the stream when i beat the game i went upstairs i laid on the couch for two hours i was just so sick i was just like i can't move like i if i move i'm just gonna it's gonna be awful <laughs> damn that looks that sounds rough depends on the game yeah <laughs> yeah so um so your content on the vr you think that's the future then and um they've got a lot of how how many titles have you played total in the VR realm? Uh, I think I've got maybe 10 different VR games. And, like, I don't always, like, to call it the future would be, like, it would be difficult because, you know, it's such an expensive device. And you have to get a good one to really, you know, unlock its full potential. Um, but some of those VR experiences can create the most incredible footage. I mean, there's, uh, there's a guy named Slimesicle on YouTube. And he did, uh, he beat Skyrim in VR, but with like 500 mods installed, which I don't even know how he did that, because my regular Skyrim is dying with like 200, so it's incredible that he got 500 working. But the video is just something else, it's just very imaginative, it's got so much going on, and so much like, that, you know, it's in VR first of all, and then you got the mods, and it's still Skyrim, um, but it's definitely, you know, if you can make VR videos, they can be some of the funniest experiences and people really want to you know check that stuff out right yeah would so if eso had a um a vr mode like when you enter cyrodiil it goes into vr mode and you put this on and you're actually holding your shield up and fighting would you play that oh absolutely i i guarantee you i would probably fall on my face if i did a gap closer but it would be yeah that'd be hilarious yeah, I could imagine that uh, VR ESO. All right, so if the devs are watching, you guys got your work cut out for you. VR, yeah. VR Cyrodiil. That's how we say Cyrodiil. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said you got a bunch of VR games. Do, do you have Beat Saber by chance? <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to have Beat Saber if you have VR. Nice. I, did you... Um... Uh, what is it the people do? Do they just, like, tie their controllers together to make, like, a, a Darth Maul saber? <laughs> Can you do that? I, I think there's a I was going to say there's a guy there's a dad on YouTube who does that and he's got this, this pretty good video of him uh, uh, you know just uh, he's he's playing one of the Eminem songs 
uh, to it while he's got the Darth Maul like saber going. It's pretty good. He he does a really good job too. It's pretty cool. That's funny. Yeah, I I know there's a couple mods that you can have different stuff. I know I have the uh, Daedric uh, swords from Skyrim, but yeah, that's a that's one of the best VR experiences out there. Like you have to play it if you get VR. Nice. That's awesome, dude. Um. So who's your play? What's your favorite uh, class in ESO? What's your favorite characters? Oh, absolutely, Stamina Nightblade. Like, Stamina Nightblade was my first ever created character in the game. That's Kev Duet. And, uh, you know, there's so many memories wrapped up in that character. And uh, they, you know what? We've been, you know, nerfed and we've been buffed. And, you know what? Through it all, the people either complaining or praising it, I just, I just love the class. It's such a fun class to play in. I probably have, you know... 98% of my time in that one character, and I've got a full, you know, eight eight fully leveled characters, but the Stamina Nightblade, man, there's something out. It just hits different. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite video um, of all time, whether it's, like, creating it or one that do you, do you go back and you just watch again and you, you sit there laughing at, at it? Oh, man. Oh, man, that's a loaded question. Um... There's a couple videos, and you know, some of them don't even have a whole lot of views on them, but they just like hold a special place in my heart. Um, a lot of the ones with Cindy that Cindy and I have done, we did a Destiny 2 video, uh, and that one, I just, I just think it's the funniest video ever. I, I think it got maybe like 25,000 views or something, which is still awesome, uh, but it was such like, um, it was just like a, a her and me video, and there's a Far Cry 5 one we did as well, and that one, I, I don't know, just when I'm playing with buddies, I just... I, th I think it's all about, like, more for memories for me, other than, like, oh, this video is actually the funniest. It's just, ah, oh, those were good times. And uh, I, I think if I was to choose one of my own personal videos that I really enjoyed creating, it might have been the Outer Worlds Psychopath video. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. See, I think that's good for people. If I have a feeling that everyone that's gonna that is here listening right now they're here because they know who you are but if by chance somebody doesn't know say they're they're coming from the eso community yeah yeah and that way you could kind of steer them towards your content and if those are the videos um to watch you know to give them a good taste i know what you were talking about too when you say you know, I have a video and it didn't get a lot of views, but it has a special place in your heart. I have that. Actually, it was on Kratos, Ghost of Sparta Kratos, for Mid-Year Mayhem of last year. It's one of my favorite videos because I like the music. And there are moments that showcase how extremely powerful or durable the build is. And right. and so I just love that. I And I could watch it. And, you know, it only has like 400 views. But I love the video. So... Right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It like speaks to you. What's your favorite video of yourself, Icy? I think I like my lockpicking video only because I really I did a funny bit that I scripted with Emma, and uh, that that's probably my only my my favorite moment in that video. Otherwise, it's just educational or informational. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have do you have a bunch of trolls or people that? Um, hound you regularly on your videos I, I have a feeling with your pitch or your presentation style it's hard to um take digs at you too much like the way you present yourself is it, it's all for fun you know all for entertainment value but do you have trolls oh yeah 
Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't think any content creator can go too long without having a couple people, you know, heckle them. And I, uh, I think it's mostly, I think it's mostly my appearance, appearance that people like go at. And uh, it's funny because, uh, you know, <laughs> my wife thinks I, I look handsome, my handsome boy. So I just, I just go with that. And if somebody thinks I don't look attracted to them or whatever, they'll, you know, hey, your forehead's so big I could land an airplane on it, or you know, you know, they're like, yeah, you, you, you just like. Uh, put a mop on your chin for a beard or whatever and you know people will go at me all the time and jesus uh, christ oh, dude <laughs> it's funny though dude like it's funny because when you can like really let go of a lot of um of that criticism even in like my voice and stuff a lot of people criticize my voice like all hey, right guy sounds like an idiot or like stop yelling you know i uh, when i have just like a naturally booming voice uh you know i just i just kind of embrace how i was created and just go forth from there, and if people want to take digs at me, usually if they take digs at me, they are welcoming it back. So I, I'll take digs back at them on occasion if I'm feeling a little feisty or whatever. I'm like, ah, this guy deserves it. Um, but yeah, I just kind of try to look past it because you know life's too short to focus more on the trolls than the positive people that are like, hey, I like this video, right? I'm like, hey, thank you, and I try to like you know not allow the negativity to to get me down because oh man it is so easy to allow them to just just beat you to the curb and uh and if you if you allow that to happen you're like second guessing your content and it just like it can affect everything you do yeah i totally agree at the end of the day happy wife happy life and if she's happy with you and that's the only person that matters really so yeah there, there's that So, did you have any questions for him, I see? Oh, I did have some other questions, but what do you got, I see? I was, because I know you said that you play a bunch of video games, and I know for me personally, I, you know, I think about, you know, Elder Scrolls Online, Destiny, Warframe, like those types of games where they just require so much. Well, it's not like they require commitment, but there's just such a long journey with those types of games because you start from the beginning and then you kind of build up to the end game and then there's so much to do you know at that point in time mm -hmm. how do you because hmm, i was trying to just like rationalize it you know uh based on you know how you were talking earlier uh but i guess you, you could just kind of you know jump to one game play it for x amount of time then create some content then you're good but you know i just feel like if i was going to switch to any other game i'd be kind of falling back or I'd be missing out on ESO, and then right. you know, then you know, well, if I like this game too much, like you know, what do I do? Do I just keep cycling back and forth? So, like, what is my question to you? Yeah, can you figure out a question out of what I just said and then answer it? I kind of, I kind of <laughs> see what, where you're going at. Um, yeah. So back when I was playing ESO, it if you took like a week off, you'd fall behind. Like it was just ridiculous. It was. It felt like it was so. Um, there's a lot of pressure from guilds and that's why I left a lot of guilds because I was like, I just, I don't want to feel like, you know, when I pick up ESO, I don't want to feel like I'm picking up a vacuum to clean my living room. You know, this isn't a chore. This is supposed to be my fun time. And, and you know what? It was also my job. So I wanted to take it seriously and, and not turn it into a chore in that regard either. Um, and so when I'm playing and jumping around from game to game, 
uh you know for example like i jumped from fallout to assassin's creed valhalla to volheim to cyberpunk to immortals phoenix watchdogs you know you got all these different games that it can really dissuade you from your main grinding games your warframes and destinies and esos and i think for me it, it kind of came to a point where when i was kind of um dipping out of ESO a little bit more and not that I didn't like the game in fact ESO is still one of my top 10 favorite games of all time um I think to me I was starting to realize it was almost a bit of an addiction in a way that if I felt like I couldn't leave uh because like almost a ball and chain I I didn't feel like that was a very healthy mentality to have and I wanted to play it much more uh casually and that's just from my perspective because I think I feel like uh, if you're playing ESO or Warframe or Destiny, you're playing those games, right? Those those are the games that have your attention. You want to grind and get better at them. And then for me, I felt like uh, it was it was holding me back from like really reaching more potential on YouTube uh, because I wasn't hitting multiple audiences. I was hitting my one main audience, and I wanted to I want to entertain you know everyone. I want everybody to laugh. I want everybody to smile. So it was kind of a it was a tough decision. To kind of put down ESO and take it a little bit more slowly and casually, but it did help me to jump into these other games occasionally and play for like, you know, what, 10, 20 hours and then jump back into Fallout or back into ESO. Yeah. See, I think that that's smart. Like you're preaching um, a healthier lifestyle, right? Like if you're, if you're addicted to this game and you have to log in, you have to do this, you have to do that. Um, that's really smart. Some people actually view it as um, uh, like a routine or s stability in their life too. I know that. Like I, I want to log in and feed my horses. I want to log right, in right. and you know uh, do my writs or whatever it is. Some people. So it's interesting. At what point, like, are they not doing the dishes at home and instead they're logging in and feeding their horse and doing stuff. So in that moment, it gets to be not a good scenario. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have I, advice? I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, you know, you know it's bad when you're driving to work and you and you think to yourself, ah, oh, sh oh, shoot, did somebody leave the fire pit on, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You wonder how you're driving to work and you're wondering how the person at your house is doing and creating your backyard living space that you hired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I mean she's totally trustworthy. I, I'm totally fine with that, yeah. <laughs> Do you have advice for content creators uh as far as tips and tricks? If you were meeting a new content creator right now and you wanted to give them advice like focus on this and uh focus on these skills, what would the advice be to content creators? Man, it's um after a lot of years, I think I've been doing this for what nine years almost and it's funny because it always changes but i've kind of nailed down two things and it's kind of road less traveled to road more traveled sort of situation and it's kind of sucky because one way you go the route that you're going to be the most happy uh because when you start creating content i, I never recommend that you just go ham in the direction of popularity and fame and money and all that kind of stuff because it's not going to satisfy you first of all because you know if you go that way nothing is ever going to be enough um but if you if you really ground yourself and be like this this actually makes me happy this makes it's like fun right it's a great time and you go that direction 
it might be a slow grind, but you can take it from me. It took me three and a half years for anybody to notice me. I, I had to plug away every day and just, you know, I'd, I'd see like other YouTubers just all of a sudden explode beside me and I'd be, they'd, they'd been, you know, nobody. And all of a sudden they were that big YouTuber and it was, it's hard, right? But I was happy creating the exact content I was and not, you know, trying just to go for that big boom. And you know what? If you put the time in and the energy, if you really are dedicated to it and you just want to have a good time and give everybody else a good time, you know, you're going to find your audience. And, um, and it, I think in the end, you're going to be so much more happy you went the route of, of making your channel about, you know, people being there for, you know, you, for your content and, and your humor, your jokes, your, your whatever, your personality. Because at that point, you've created, you know, yourself online instead of just another, you know, another, you know, Call of Duty streamer, right? You've made yourself into, um, uh, you know, uh, what do you, what would you call it? An icon, a figure, I guess. And, you know, that's, that's the best way to grow your channel. You, you really learn how to, you know, embrace who you are and then exert that through, uh, your content you make. I totally agree with that and you've done that so well you've done that better than most people that i've seen almost everyone i've seen like made it your content so i'm applauding you there <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> has any uh sponsors or brands reached out to you have they contacted you to um partner with you in some way oh yeah uh yeah i i've you know there's like a lot of like companies that'll contact me but it's it's like with their like indie games and stuff like that. And typically it's, it's difficult for me to focus on like an indie game that isn't already, you know, like Volheim, like blowing up and stuff like that. Um, but I do, I was approached by Elgato and they, uh, they, you know, they sent me a bunch of cool prod products and stuff. And so I, I use a lot of their stuff and it's interesting to see, like, there's just like a point where, you know, if a video of yours does really well typically somebody will reach out in contact. And so like for me right now, I'm in uh, in Ubisoft's content creator program. And so when new games come out, I kind of get like, I get a look at them or, or uh, you know, I get to play them. And, you know, it's it's a really fun experience to be able to, you know, have these companies uh, contact you and say, hey, try out this game or whatever. And uh, it happens every once in a while. That's very cool. I was going to ask if a uh, game developers or content creator or game companies contact you and say hey would you do a piece on this on this game you know i kind of wondered if that was a thing oh yeah oh yeah and it's always fun and you know what like a lot of these companies are they have really good like you know pr and really good people like kind of going around and contacting you and they're always very friendly i've noticed so it's good have you had a gaming company contact you and say, hey, I don't think you represented us in the best possible light? <laughs> uh, luckily, no. I uh, I think whenever I do, if I did like a sponsored content, because I've done a couple advertisements for Raid, um, and I always, I always put 110% effort into my advertisements. Because I'm like, you know what? People don't particularly like sponsors they just don't there's like this even if you know i put as many jokes and and whatever into it and i just really go ham on on making it fun people will just always hate it right um and so i try to make the best possible content for sponsors when they come my way so that i'm like and then i'll always give them a draft and be like okay what do you think of this i believe this is what my audience will most likely enjoy 
and uh and so i always check with them before i before i do anything you know yeah that's smart i could i could see how a game would be like well number one i think i would hope that they'd be smart enough to realize that what your product is how you you know it's going to be wrapped in humor right so right, right. if a gaming company is going to reach out to you and say hey could you do a video on us hopefully they know enough about you to know that that's what you're going to do you know stick to what you're really good at um so but i just kind of wondered you know did you ever do a video on, <laughs> on a game and then send it back to them and they're like yeah well you showed like three glitches in our game you know like what was it, <laughs> cyberpunk 7 uh 2077 you're like running around punching people and you're like and i was gonna kill her but when i realized that she bent her body into a weird way you know i decided to let her be and it was <laughs> the npc that her arms like bending backwards and aiming through her and everything you yeah. know? oh yeah yeah that when it came to cyberpunk i wasn't you know i i wasn't in cahoots with cd project i i love the witcher 3 i you know I, I liked cyberpunk it wasn't what i expected it to be but um when it comes down to like creating content and and when you're not sponsored and when you're not you know they didn't reach out for you to you like everything's on the table like you can poke as much fun at the game as possible but i i typically try to do it in a tasteful way that's not like i show something and i'm like this is why i hate this game you know like it's i, I try to like if something's glitching out i try to just present it in a really fun way uh that's content and funny but it doesn't make people super angry you know just hate the game you know that was like even with eso a couple years back when ESO was getting like fixing some stuff, there were some glitches going on and I tried to show them in tasteful ways that, you know, it brought light to them, but it also was just funny and wouldn't make people upset about them. And they would get fixed, you know, within the month or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's always about, you know, I guess properly addressing, <laughs> you know, if somebody's like reaching out to you for you to do something, you want to make sure you, you put your effort into it and make sure you're not going against what they kind of expect. Yeah, that's so smart. Like, uh, I guess a good example was that lady that we talked about. And then in the same video, weren't you driving a car at one point and you jump out of the car and then you're like, and then apparently the car wants to take on a sentient, you know, form and the car's like flipping around and hitting people <laughs> and doing its own thing. And you're just watching it like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that game. That was, sometimes I like the fact that it was so buggy. I mean, it kind of sucks that a lot of people couldn't even play it, but I got some laughs out of it. <laughs> yeah, you were driving a car at one point too, and there was a guy standing up, like flipping through the roof of the car, right? A passenger, yeah. and you couldn't shake him. That was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I like when you say things like, yeah, then I found this vacant car, and you're clearly like pulling somebody out of the car and throwing them <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. It's funny because when I make those videos, I really try to like, you know, enter that dark part of my mind that's not offensive, but just like, oh, what would a psychopath be thinking in this situation? Like they, they have no regard for human life. So they're just going to try to play off every situation as if they're not the problem. Everybody else is. So you kind of like take the situation and just bend it totally. Because if you weren't watching it, but you were listening to it, you would be looking at and seeing, uh, hearing two totally different things, right? But when you watch the video and you see me, I just found a vacant car pulling somebody out of it. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. I, I'd, I'd like to see like a 
um, like a therapist reacts or like a psychologist reacts to Kev, Kev do it psychopath video. And like, just <laughs> if they've never seen any of your content, how, what's their like impressions of this particular video? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could put a little camera up in the top right hand corner with their reactions. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that kind of reminds me of a video. Um, I forgot who did the video, but it was um, Summit. Summit was playing ESO, and in the top right-hand corner, the content creator put uh, Zenimax Online Studio live camera, and it was a guy laughing uh, just hysterically at everything that Summit was going through. Like, he just kept dying over and over again. I think he was in Imperial City Prison Dungeon. And he was dying to things and complaining. And the camera just had this person, you know, laughing over and over again at, at all of his complaining. I thought that that was hilarious. Really interesting to get into the mind of certain content creators and see where they, how do they get to that creative point where they're like, you know what, let's do this. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it, so many people have so many different takes on on the games that like. You know, like ESO, when ESO is visited by like folks like Shroud or Summit, it's so interesting to see, you know, how they are interpreting it versus like the creators that are currently, you know, making content on the game. Always interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite aspect of ESO? PvP, PvE? Um, what what do you like doing? Oh, I think it's I think it's always trading off. Cause like there'll be times when I'm like, I just want to play Battlegrounds all day long. Or I want to go into the Imperial City and just gank a bunch of nerds that have no idea what's going on. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the PvE is probably my favorite in the game. Like, not that I don't like the PvP stuff. I, I enjoyed a lot. But there's something about the PvE content. It's, there's so much there and so many good stories. I know a lot of people, like, you know, get into a conversation. They're like, all right, just mash spacebar to get through this. Um... But the stories told and, and just the adventures you can have, and it's so good. I love PV. And the dungeons, man, the trials, they've done such a good job with, like, an Elder Scrolls MMO. Like, I, I couldn't imagine a more well, uh, you know, designed game that's just so fun with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey, here's a request for you. Next patch, would you... Uh, do a battleground with me, Icy, and Deltia, and we don't use weapons. We just run around and punch people in the battlegrounds. Absolutely. I'm down. Absolutely. <laughs> That'll be great. That'll be oh, awesome. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so in. <laughs> That'll be great. Did you have... Uh, what do you got for him, Icy? You got anything else? I, I When you mentioned the... Um... The unarmed combat thing. I was thinking about the uh, the thing that we were we, we, we had talked about it several months ago about recreating like the um, what was it uh, like Mayweather like either Mayweather and Pacquiao or Tyson and uh, was it Roy Jones fight? fight? Yeah, and we got a gotta be referee, and so like we're just in the um, the Nordic bath towels playing as like red guards and stuff, and we're just kind of just like you know we're just like kind of shadow boxing each other because we're on the same team, just in the middle of uh, the whole fighting and stuff, and just see what people how people react and stuff. I think it'd be uh, it'd be, uh, it would have been a, a hilarious idea. That yeah. sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've got some. So I have a build. It's under my Hulk Smash um, video. It's got three different builds, but the very last build in that is a seventy six hundred health recovery build. 
And so I told Icy, let's put that build together and go into battlegrounds and just punch people all day. You know, 7,600 recovery is a lot, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a ton. Yeah. So 7,600 health recovery coming in every two seconds. We almost don't even need to use abilities, so. Yeah, that's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, I made a uh, low-level video, and I just went into a battleground and had no weapons and just ran around. Is there no one else? And I were kind of talking about it. Um, I think it was probably before we were recording, but I said, I think I could probably go into a battleground with no weapons and maybe not die and maybe even kill some people. And uh, I th I'm pretty sure it was him, but he was like, no way. And I was like, no, I think I can. And then in the Biden video, I did it. You know, I just went in with no weapons and went around, got some kills, never got killed and had some really funny clips in that. But um, I, I laughed the whole time I was making that video that's awesome yeah what's the uh do you ever put kind of trolley builds together like i know you said i'm just going to put a bunch of random abilities on my character and see what happens you ever specifically put a build together and you're like this is going to be the most troll thing ever let's do it oh yeah i uh, actually two of well i guess three videos i remember there's um two are speed builds right before they nerfed speed in the game i was hitting the absolute fastest speed you could go in the game and i took those builds into cyrodiil and i just chased zergs around i didn't even hit him i just chased it because the build is so useless damage wise but <laughs> man you could i was outrunning people on their horses i was just booking it circles around ep and ad just like they were nothing so funny and and they couldn't even hit me. Like they, like they would gap close me. I would dodge roll and then book it out. And they couldn't even catch me. It was super fun. Those were some of my favorite videos I made. I think. Yeah, you'll really love the Ring of the Wild Hunt. And then it gives you, like, if you don't change the trade on it, you get plus fifty two percent movement speed. Just <laughs> oh yes, I might have to go back and uh, revisit this game now. <laughs> Yeah, that, and I guess you could run the set, uh, Coward's set, yep. that gives you major protection while you're sprinting, so that'd be awesome. <laughs> Man, that'd be awesome, yeah. I think Icy put, had, in design, he had kind of a trolley, what was your Juggernaut build, Icy? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, I think it was the Juggernaut build, yeah. So it would be either, like, a gigantic, I guess you could either do, you know, um, uh, like a Hulk hulk juggernaut or just a regular juggernaut and you know he'd be the tallest nord or the tallest orc that you can get and the funny part is i think there's an actual helmet that looks like the juggernaut helmet um from i'm trying to think which x-men movie it was deadpool, it was right yeah i think it was the one with deadpool yeah um so that you could use that helmet in the game and yeah i think it was like cowards with uh, what's that set that when you roll dodge you knock people back it, you knock them down or knock them up in the air more more hossin more hoss uh i, I think, know what you're talking about i feel like it's eternal well there's the there's one where you roll dodge and you, you leave like a like a trap or something but it'd be oh, the one where um, you yes i know exactly i, I can't remember now eternal hunt <laughs> Yeah, Eternal Hunt does the one with the trap on the ground, and Morhas does the one where you dodge roll and it knocks people down like you're a bowling ball. 
Yeah, so the objective would just be to kind of like, you know, you're just coming in like super hot, like unstoppable, and you, you know, pop an immovable potion or whatever, and then you just kind of either roll dodge, uh, you know, through groups and stuff and just keep running past, and or, um, you know, if you're on your sword and board, just hit them with the reverberating bash, you know, as you're just like, you know, steamrolling through everybody and un unable to be stopped, and then you just kind of, you know, similar to the flash you, you know you run by run around the world and then just like make a big loop or something and come back and hit them on the other side and you just you just running through them and knocking them down and stuff but this is all theoretical in design never actually uh, implemented it but uh i think if somebody was gonna do something like that uh, i think you would be the guy <laughs> Absolutely. fantastic yeah i totally picture you doing that build and then at the bottom, instead of having like a stamina bar, health bar, it's actually 10 frames from a bowling alley. <laughs> you're just keeping track, you know, ooh, got a spare. We got all of them knocked down, you know. Oh, yeah, got three right there. Let's put a three in. Oh, picked up a spare. and Or we got them all. Here's a strike. I think that would be funny to, you know, no more actual ESO HUD. But That would be hilarious. That would be so funny. Yeah. You know? Well, um, did you have any questions for us? I do want to figure out um, all the different ways people can find you, but did you have any questions for us? Uh, I was going to ask. Uh, I know I've, I've, so I've actually listened to a couple of your podcasts because I still follow the ESO community very close. Uh, I was going to ask, how long have you guys been running for? Because you said it was the 20th episode, if I'm correct. Yes, number 20. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't, I actually started my YouTube channel only a year ago and it wasn't really for the ESO content. I mean, I was playing ESO and having a lot of fun doing PVP, but I like train and manage professional fighters um, that compete in Bellator and the UFC and bare knuckle boxing. And YouTube is a, um, basically we were teaching the athletes to post videos on face on their Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to increase their viral reach and increase their name recognition. Oh. But at the end of the day, Facebook is not going, going to pay that athlete when they post that video there. YouTube will. And so I've been com talking to all the different fighters and athletes about creating an official fan page for them on YouTube. And whenever they do interviews, they can get those interviews and they have content for their channel. So some of the contents created organically by other content, you know, an interview, a podcast, a, you know, backstage at an event, and then they could kind of graduate into creating a memberships, uh, YouTube membership program, where if you want access to backstage at UFC or Bellator or whatever, you know, and they're recording while they're getting ready, or they can pass the phone to their one of their trainers and the trainer can have the phone on and you could basically be up on the catwalk walking to the cage and experience it. And so selling that experience to your true fans, anyways, how that works and how the merchandising works for athletes once you're able to monetize the channel interested me. So this whole thing has more so been for me learning that aspect of it and the podcast came in um, we're, we're going to have a podcast studio at this gym location we're opening so I can continue to do podcasts, but I wanted to learn how to establish multiple revenue streams. I didn't want to just teach athletes this without actually living it and learning it. How do you grow and scale a YouTube channel? And so that's why I'm here. So oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> what about you, IC? 
let's see. I think I made my YouTube channel 10, 15, I don't even know, a long time ago, but I never really did any content. I, I did like a couple Destiny videos here and there, nothing special. They were just like my Crucible matches or something, that I, which I, 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 I remember watching a couple months ago. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell was I thinking? Like with these lame cringy titles you know and then um i think after i met grim last year then uh once he got his uh once he got his youtube channel going i was like all right you know maybe i can you know uh you know corner the support market for pvp or something in like uh, the imperial sewers and so i started making some content and stuff but um i'm way more uh i guess relaxed about it you know i wish not that i wish i made more content because obviously you know, it's it's my decision, but I, I just get in the, the trap of just loving to play the game so much, and that kind of, uh, it kind of just pulls me more in that direction over making videos and stuff, which I have a bunch of videos line, lined up, but, you know, they're all kind of like scripted and everything. I just got to get down to actually recording them and, you know, doing all that stuff, but, um, yeah, that, that's kind of my story. Okay, that's awesome, man. UFCs and uh, Imperial City sewers. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, yeah, that's that's, cool, cool. that's my differentiating value proposition. Uh, I don't have a, I don't have your looks. I don't have your humor. So I gotta gotta go with what works for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is awesome. No, I I really enjoyed listening to all that. That is that is awesome. Can I just say that your like avatar icon is extremely attractive, which I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I uh, I had that done for me. I think it was a year or two ago, and I'm gonna be honest, I I wish I looked that good. <laughs> it's awesome, yeah. Whoever did that for you, they did a really good job with it. So, a shout out to you, Cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's all the different ways people can reach you right now? Oh man, uh, well, obviously YouTube and Twitch are my two kind of content creating you know platforms but i'm trying to grow instagram a bit more and i try to post there you know just kind of funny clips for you know just to kind of hopefully put a smile on your face every every other day and uh yeah and then kevdoot.com is my website and if you guys are looking for guides or reviews or just you know i, I just post you know funny thoughts and stuff that's another place you could go to that's awesome. Do you have a Patreon account or a tip jar or anything like that? I want to add all these links to the descriptions of the video. Oh, yeah. So, I, funny story. I used to have a, a Patreon and stuff, but I felt like I couldn't give, you know, I, anything I could give always ended up being, like, it not really exciting. So, what I've done is I've put a lot of, um, you know, effort into Twitch. And, you know, if, if people are wanting to support me, they could support me be, by being a sub over on Twitch. It's way cheaper i get a, a larger cut than patreon would give me and then you also get a ton of cool emotes you get an ad free experience uh all that kind of stuff over there and i feel like i can offer a lot more bang for your buck over on twitch that's wait, awesome wait. so you actually get a bigger cut at twitch than over patreon yeah i think i was looking at some of the different you know uh stats and stuff and i i could be wrong but as a partner on Twitch, you get a, a pretty good split. So I was just going to be like, well, you know what? I think I'll focus all my energy onto Twitch instead of also managing a Patreon at the same time. Um, and then I feel like people will be much more readily able to find my Twitch over Patreon. I don't know. It's just my thought process. 
Uh, okay, yeah, that's new information. I didn't even realize it. Okay. How often do you do? You, what's your schedule for Twitch? How often do you stream over there? Um, I'll be probably streaming at least two to three times a week. I um, I'm trying to get on a better schedule with that. I've totally fallen out of that. But typically, it's Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'll be live. That's awesome. So, is this your full time gig? This is your full time job? Yep, it sure is. That is awesome. What a life. I love it, man. I'm so blessed. Um, I think that's everything. So we're going to get the link to his YouTube. We're going to get the link to his Twitch. Um, what about merchandise? Are you, do you have merchandise available? I, I just pulled all my merch because I'm, I'm redesigning it all like with new logos and stuff. So that'll probably be out. I would say mid March. Awesome. If you need help with any of that, let me know. I have a lot of, uh, connections. So. Oh, sweet. Um, I guess that's everything. What do you got? I see we're I, I think we're probably there at the end. I think so. Any final remarks before we close out? Well, we get we can't just end it like this. <laughs> <laughs>